What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, J.H. Gibbons here. And we'll see. And welcome to another episode of the Acromas Podcast, episode 115. My God, 115 episodes full of gems. We want to thank you for listening. If you're listening, it means that you are listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you can hear a podcast in the world these days. If you're watching our beautiful smiling faces, um, I've got one thing to let you know. I mean, you're probably watching on YouTube, obviously. Might be Facebook since we still post there, but most likely it's on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, three things I need you to do before you do anything else. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. You see the next time that you hop on YouTube and you're scrolling down your feed, the one episode you're going to see is episode 115 of the Acromas podcast. And most of all, we'll see. It's freaking do so. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's one of the few few things that we have remaining free uh, to do in society, right? It's a choice, the power of choice. And just like Jay mentioned, if you would like, turn on your subscribe uh, notifications, subscribe to our content. And uh, I'm going to add one more to that. Would you mind sharing it as well? Each one to each one is our motto. That's what we do here. So um, if you find yourself enjoying this episode, we got 114 more that you can go back and check out if you haven't had an opportunity. And if you did enjoy it, do all four of those things for us because you're really going to enjoy the one that you're in for now. Absolutely. This is going to be quite a great episode. What a week it has been. We'll see. I know for those who are watching last week, we talked about developing a growth mindset for success. And I would say that I I took it upon myself to take that call to action and run with it. And um, it it helped me a little bit more this week. We'll see. I've been able to really sit back, um, think about where I've been, know where I'm going, um, and it's really helped me to keep perspective. Sometimes we get bogged down and we get frustrated because things aren't necessarily moving fast enough according to what our plan is. But um, they say, if you want to make God laugh, show him your plan, you know? So um, it's, you know, it's all in time. It's all in in work. And I'm thankful to be here for another week. We'll see. I hope you guys took a chance to uh, to listen to that episode. Um, even if it was for five seconds, I hope you took a gem from that. And you applied it to your life because that's what we're all about here at the Acromas Podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's something to uh, learn and reflect on each week. Um, as, as for those our longtime listeners know, we, we do this consistently each week. So it's been 114, well, going into 15 weeks straight that we've done this approximately over two years of doing this consistently. Um, and what we can attest to each week somehow, some way, uh, unintentionally, but as the universe will have it, falls right into the line with what we need to receive. So, um, you know, here we are after another long uh, week, long, long week of uh, reflecting and growth and um, everything that we resonated with in the last episode definitely was put to use this week. And we hope that it was the same for you. Um, And, you know, we're looking forward to doing the same as we go into this week. And we have a very special gym for you today. 100 percent we'll see this this is actually the first guest of the year right i think we're 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 about to hit april when you're listening to this it's april already but wow it's yeah it's been some time since we've we've had a guest and we have a great one for you here this afternoon ladies and gentlemen um our next guest is a holistic clinical mental health therapist she's the owner of true self holistic therapy She specializes in teaching individuals how to prioritize themselves and pour from the overflow of love they give themselves. I love that. I love that. That's powerful. The author of Focus on Yourself, a Holistic Guide for Inner Peace and Self-Discovery, which is what we'll get through in this podcast today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tiara Abubakar. Tiara, welcome to the Acromas Podcast. 
Hey guys, thank you for having me. Kudos to you all for 115 episodes. That is so commendable. Your dedication is just beautiful. So congratulations to you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And your dedication is commendable as well. I know I know there is a book that's coming out. It's already on pre-sale now as we speak, and it's a fantastic book from what I hear. But I wanted to start off to, to really understand your journey. That's what a lot of our, our listeners on the Acromas podcast want to hear. How did you start? How did you get into holistic therapy? What what was your first step into this and what really gave you the idea that this was something that was within your purpose? Wow, great question. So in order to answer that question, I would have to take you back to my childhood, of course, because that's where a lot of the starts for all of us. I am one of nine children. I grew up in the hood. We moved around a lot, but always in really unsafe environment. So I don't know if you all have ever heard of the ACEs assessment, the Adverse Childhood Experiences Assessment. Um, ever heard of it? No? Okay. So it's a study that was conducted by Kaiser Permanente in 1995, I believe. And, and it's um, an assessment that has like 10 questions that they studied a group of individuals for years to, to see what the impact of childhood trauma was on people's lives and health. And the assessment covers like just household dysfunction. So if you've ever had uh, anyone in your household that was incarcerated, if you had anyone that had drug addiction, if you experienced neglect or abuse or a parent with mental health issues. So um, my ACEs score is a nine, you guys, a nine out of 10, right? And so what the ACEs assessment says is the higher your score is, the more susceptible you are to having an early death, um, developing a mental health issue, having a ton of different health ailments, just basically really struggling and failing in life because of what happened in your childhood. When I learned about that study, I was just blown away. Like imagine taking a study, a, an assessment to measure how much trauma you've experienced and you score a nine out of 10, almost a perfect score, right? So I knew that I had experienced some unhealthy things in my childhood, but I didn't realize what the extent was. Um, but even growing up in that environment, I always knew that there was something different about me, right? Like nobody was talking about college. Nobody cared about that. People were hustling. People were fighting. And I was always an outsider. I never fit in. I was always like the bougie girl. She thinks she's better than us. She's stuck up. But I just knew that it wasn't in alignment with me. Mm. And by the grace of God, I kind of took that and I ran with that. I knew very young I wanted to go to college. I didn't know how I was going to get there, how I was going to pay for it. My family didn't know anything about it. And I stayed down until, you know, I, I figured it out. When I went to college my freshman year, like I had friends move me in. I didn't have money for my tuition. So I had to have a full-time job. My family was experiencing homelessness at the time. And so they really couldn't support me, but I just knew that there was like, I knew I had to stay this path. And so I did, I went to school. I flunked out the first time. I just was like, I know that there is more to life than 
working. I worked at Foot Locker and I stayed there for years, became a manager, was exhausted. And even then I was like, there is something more. There's something more. Right. And so I kept chasing after this college degree. And when I went to college um, and I finished, I was like, okay, now what's next? And I work in environments. I've, I've always been in a social service environment. I worked as a domestic violence advocate for about eight years. And that was when I realized I wanted to be a therapist. Mm. I was working there and every year I would see the same clients over and over again. I would see some women 20 times within the year. They would leave one abusive partner and get another one. And we would give them housing and we would give them money and we would relocate them and they would find another abusive partner. And I remember feeling so burnt out and defeated because I was like, we're not helping these people. We're just giving them a Band-Aid and giving them resources, but we're not helping them. Mm. And that's when I decided I wanted to be a therapist. I'm like, no, there's something deeper. These people need a safe space to unpack their trauma and get to the root of what's going on. And that is what led me into therapy. When I got into it, I was like, talking is not enough. We need more, which brought me to holistic. So I just believe that sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times the trauma is so deep. And it's so embedded into our bodies and it breaks up into fragments. And so it's in our thoughts, it's in our mind. It literally lives in our body. And that's where the holistic comes in. I believe in yoga and Reiki and plant medicine and all the things to really get to the root of where the trauma lives. Mm. That was a lot, I know. No, that, that was, was how I got here. <laughs> that was perfect. This, that's exactly yeah. what we love to hear. We love to hear your story. And and actually to go back, because I, I did find that fascinating that you saw the same domestic violence abuse victims coming back, but with a different partner. Were there patterns that you noticed from these people, whether I, I can only assume most were women, but maybe there were also some men who were victims. Did you see a pattern with each single time with each one of those people? Absolutely. So that's a beautiful question. And the thing about it is, it's actually the catalyst for the book that I wrote. So I worked in a domestic violence shelter, I mean, in a domestic violence center, but I've also worked in DC jail. I also worked in a um, facility for homeless families. And I kept seeing the same thing. I would spend time working with returning citizens, doing therapy, preparing them to go home. We would be amped out. We amped up. We had a plan. They had housing. They had a job set up. And then you guys, they would come right back. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, what happened? Like we had this mapped out. So it was the same thing in a homeless shelter. You mm -hmm. get or you lay out all the resources, you lay the plan, and then people come right back. Mm -hmm. And what I saw as the root of the issue was people having so much trauma that they never really, and the trauma started so young for so many of us that they never really got the opportunity to discover themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't even know who they are. And so everybody's looking for something outside of themselves to to. Put the pieces back together, whether it's drugs, whether it's a mate, whether it's the money, looking for something outside of themselves to feel whole. Not even knowing who they are. I can't tell you how many people I've had say, I don't know who I am and I don't even know where to begin to figure it out. Yeah. Mm, that's very deep. Very, very deep. Wow, it's a lot to reflect on <laughs> and absorb. 
I'm sure for our listeners as well. Um, so I, I guess um, what what uh, tips would you be able to share from your experience with your trauma and starting points for those who may haven't found their voice yet to kind of uh, have that moment of uh, self-reflection and, and recognizing the trauma is there, um, you know, and that first step, like you said, what, what would you suggest from your experiences along your journey in life to help you be able to address that? And I mean, because you you learn early from, from what we're gathering of identifying that purpose and not knowing exactly what it was, but within that realm that you've been able to define and, and to be able to, as a healer, provide those uh, attributes to the world. So what would you say uh, was your um, learning curve and like the points in your life that really kind of dictated that growth and the trajectory to lead you to where you are now? Yeah. So if there were three things that I would say um, has really helped me is definitely therapy, right? Like before becoming a therapist, I knew that I needed to go to therapy and sit on the couch and unpack my stuff. And I don't like to use the word heal because I feel like we are always healing, right? Like when you're healed, your time here is done. Mm -hmm. So we are always healing, but at least being able to face it and being able to walk in your truth. So I would say find a safe space, a therapist that can help you safely unpack your stuff. A lot of times we avoid it because it feels so hard and so heavy and so scary to go back to the thing that broke you. And so having that safe space, having a professional, somebody that can help you put your pieces back together, that can help you like express it in a healthy way, teach you how to express it. So I would say therapy, I would say getting comfortable with silence. You know, a lot of people avoid themselves and avoid the silence because of the thoughts and I get it because it can be a lot, but I'm just like, if you can't hear yourself, if you can't hear your thoughts, how are you going to hear God? How are you going to mm. find your purpose? Yeah. You're taking your cues from the outside world. Yeah. And then the third thing, um, I would say safety, like realizing, especially as adults, like, we're always safe within ourselves. One of the things that messed us up as children was not having control and not having safe spaces. But now that we are adults, we still move from that place of, of I don't trust them or I'm not doing that or I'm not going around them because of the safety thing. But knowing you are your sense of safety, right? Like people don't communicate. They don't express themselves because they're worried about how somebody else is going to react but you're your safe space. So if I if I express myself to you when you blow up, that don't have nothing to do with me. I'm I'm safe within me. Mm -hmm. So I think those would be the initial tips. It's a journey and it's a process and it's not a quick fix. That's you I I could not have said that better than myself. It's it it is a very long journey. It's a marathon. It's it's not a race. I think even in, in the realm that we are in, um, especially when it comes to physical fitness, that's, we, we use that same, that same mantra where it's like, look, I mean, you mentioned yoga. 
I've tried yoga a couple times. I am, woo, it's going to take some consistency for me to get some of those poses down. But um, that is part of it, right? It's the journey, mm-hmm. understanding that along that journey, you're going to see the growth, right? I, I always say, you know, make sure you stay in the present, understand where you are now, because the future, you're, you're going to look at your past self and say, wow, there's a lot of growth that happened there. Or on the other side, you might say, oh, I, got, I got a little ways to go. And I think even with social media now, unfortunately, I mean, this is a form of it, but um, mm-hmm. it's 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 hard out there. It's devastating. Yeah. I think a lot of that has been detrimental to our mental health. And um, I would say a lot of people, for a lot of people out there, they may have difficulties becoming vulnerable or feeling that they need to be in order to understand where they need to go in order to find themselves or, you know, discover themselves, so to speak. So what advice would you give to someone who, you know, especially, especially for, for males, because I, I know with males, it's a, it's a huge pride thing, right? So mm-hmm. for someone, for, for a male, what would be your advice for, for someone who you feel as though they may need to be a little bit more vulnerable? They may need to, to dig into themselves a little bit more than they have been, but they're just, they're, there's just this strong facade that they have up and they don't want to let their guard down. What is some advice that you can give them for them to take that first step? Yeah. For men, honestly, I would say give yourself permission. You Mm. know, like you all are so conditioned to be strong, to be, you know, not emotional, to not be vulnerable, to not be soft. Give yourself, you have to give yourself permission, even to come to therapy, even to sit in therapy and to cry and to be vulnerable and to speak your truth. You have to give yourself permission because I know that the world is telling you the complete opposite. And you have to know that you are important. How you feel matters. How you see yourself matters. You know, I am, my husband is, hardworking. He is a provide like the best provider ever, right? But when I tell him I love him, I'm I always trying to make sure, listen, I love you. Like not how you provide, not what you do. I do I appreciate those things about you. Absolutely. But I need you to hear that I love you, your person. If you if I would live in a box with you, you need to know that for real because I understand being a provider, but that's not your identity. Mm. Wow. That's big. That's and big. it's so hard in this society, you know, because the messages are mixed. Like, I don't want no broke man. I don't want this. He can't. And I'm just like, it, it's so difficult. I understand why you guys are so shelled up and why you move the way that you move. And so nobody can give you the permission but you to decide that, no, like, I'm going to tap into my person and I'm going to show up for myself and honor my feelings and speak my truth. Mm. Even when it feels like the woman, the women don't want to hear it or they try to play you like you have to make a decision to honor yourself in spite of. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. A sense of empowerment and the way that uh, modern times is, is, is undervalued. Um as a man. So uh, I mean, we speak to this, uh, we, we've had our journeys and we've shared our stories. Uh, so it definitely resonates for myself. And I can't speak for you, Jay, but I'd imagine you share certain sentiments with that as well. Um, so I think that's very, a very 
wonderful point in, in how you put it with the permission because as you said a lot of us we we don't mm-hmm. uh, we don't and a, lot, and a lot of times we don't feel as though um we we are valued enough within ourselves to know it's okay and it's safe to do so uh because mm-hmm. you know we, we're made to not be that way we, we were a lot of us was, was kind of taught in that way uh you know as men that you, you don't do that you know um that never let a person know what you think or feel uh you keep that in um, you know, men don't do that. You know, we, we have to operate in a certain kind of way. Uh, so yeah. even as a father, my, my my son and trying to establish a bond in a way that I didn't have per se with my my father and that ele- that element. And even with my daughter of uh, how I communicate and to, to be vulnerable, to give love and empathy and compassion and show her that side of a man uh, and, and what it looks like is I understand as I'm growing and, 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 and maturing in my own way, the importance of it um, and to recognize, as you said, those sad traumas of what we had learned and endured in our upbringing in certain ways. It wasn't all bad, but you you pay attention and, and you try to do the best you can. So as men, like I, I hope for our male listeners out there, please take that to heart. Please listen to that. It's very important to know, as you mentioned beautifully, give yourself that permission. Mm. So important, especially for men, for all of us, you know, honestly, I was listening to a talk a talk recently and they were talking about the heart. They were talking about your heart posture and how the leading cause for um, of death for black people is still heart disease and it's still stroke. And they were unpacking like what what are the contributors to that? And the main contributor is unresolved emotional. Um, issues, right? So not just the trauma, but you're not speaking up, you're stressed out, you're depressed. What what do men do? Just keep working, keep working, keep grinding, keep hustling, and never unpack or process the emotional stuff. And we've never, I know, not until I heard that had I ever put together, like we hear stress. No, but really unresolved emotions can cause you to have a heart attack. It has so it causes so many ailments in the body. And so if you're not processing and releasing your emotions, if you're not talking, if you're not moving through it, like you're literally walking around as a ticking time bomb. Mm. Mm. That's very true. And I mean, uh, the thing with with vibes, I mean, if you see somebody walking around and you know that something is off, you feel it, you know, and and then you are also affected emotionally. So I think it is very important that, you know, men, both men and women, I think we just need this time to really get real with ourselves um, and and determine where where we're all going um, as individuals. Where do we want to be? Even if in the past it wasn't it wasn't ideal for any of us, you know, we have the power now to choose what our future is going to be. Um, so I think now more than ever for any of our listeners, now is the time to to really take advantage of that. You know, listen, listen to what Tierra was saying and and hear the advice here, you know, listen to the teachings, be vulnerable and continue to grow. I mean, that's the that's the only way up. That's the only way out. And um, as a as a mental health therapist yourself, Tierra, I mean, what would be the steps to help unpack um, some of, you know, the emotion that's been that's been harnessed by a lot of these people in the past? Like if I if I came in for a session, what would be some of the very first things that that either you would have me do or you would, you know, show me that I need to do or um, I just want to get some insight on that? 
Yeah. So in my practice, you know, every therapist operates differently, but in my practice, I'm very intentional about taking my clients on a journey, right? So we start with their inner child and we talk about what childhood was like and what was missing, what they received and how they learn how to regulate emotions, how they learn how to communicate. There's so many things in childhood that we don't like pause to take in how it it affected us. Like I've had clients say, my parents got divorced and, you know, they just told us they were getting divorced, but nobody ever came back and checked in and was like, how you feeling? This is what's happening or kids that were moving. And it's just like, okay, we moving, let's go. So people don't realize like that's laying the foundation for how you learn how to communicate. That's how you start leaving things out. That's how you, you know, you you don't learn how to effectively communicate. So we start with um, inner child work. We talk about um, your shadow self. So the parts of you that you have chosen to hide because the world wasn't receptive. The world didn't receive that part of you well. So we I have them go back to pick up their shadow self and even to figure out like, okay, what parts of you are showing up here that you no longer need? Then we do um, work on discovering their identity outside of work, outside of your roles. Like, who are you really? And then we work on who they want to become. And so it's like a whole journey, a whole process. I have had clients get it in six months and take off running. I have clients I've been working with for three years and we still stuck at the end of child stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so everybody's journey is so different, but it's definitely a journey. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I love I love the strategy from going back to when it all started because you're absolutely right. Like now that I think about it, there's so many things that happened in my childhood. And I'm sure you could say the same that you remember vividly, especially the ones that, made such an impression on you that it probably changed your trajectory of your life now until you, you know, you get to the point where you're of age, you're an adult, you can move around the way you want to. You're absolutely right. There's so much in our lives that hold us back from, you know, our experiences in the past, some of those emotional scars uh, that we still have not let fully healed. So I really do appreciate you taking us on this journey there. Uh, to yeah. let us know exactly how you how you start from the beginning and you really you really try to allow them to figure out what their purpose is at the end of the day and that's that's very impressive yeah thank you thank you those um like you say you remember you you have some memories that you remember vividly but there are so many things that we push to the background that we don't remember, right? Like I was writing, when I was writing the book, I had a memory and I was like, oh my God, like I forgot about it. It was a time when um, my family, we relocated, right? Like we had lived in this one neighborhood for about three years and that was the longest we lived in any place. And it was like my favorite place. I had friends, my teachers knew me, like they were super supportive and my mom was like, okay, we got to move. And we were moving to a better neighborhood. So I was kind of excited about that. 
but we were moving. And I know that that meant that I probably wasn't going to be in contact with my friends anymore. It was before we had cell phones and all of that. So I was devastated. So we get to our new house and my sisters and I were um, put it, unpacking, putting our stuff together and the song came on. And I remember when that song came on, it just, I just cried like a baby. And my sisters was like, what is wrong with you? You know how kids are, y'all. They clowned me so bad. <laughs> I remember I was just like, I miss my friends. And they were like, girl, they clowned me so bad. But in that moment, I made a promise to myself that I would not be that vulnerable ever again. I would not let anybody see me cry. And I tell you no lie, I did not cry for the next 15 years. Wow. wow. I didn't care if my, when my heart was broken. I didn't care what happened. I was not crying. And I definitely was not going to let anybody see me cry. And it wasn't until like I made a decision to heal. People would be like, that's not normal. What's wrong with you? Go to a funeral. I'm not crying. I am not crying. That was a promise I made to myself in the sixth grade. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But we like we experience things as children and we make life decisions based off of that, especially when we don't have a safe space to decide what's the the most unhealthy what's the healthiest way to move through losing your friends and having to relocate like you would tell your child you get to cry mm -hmm. you get to be sad you get to be you get to cry that's hard for anybody mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i guess to add on to that like in those pivotal moments uh having a voice uh, I'll be a parent or a guardian, someone to let you know it's okay to feel yeah. that way. Um, and, and and as we you know speak on that, I can relate to that. I've been growing up like that, and you know, Jay, you know me like at least half my life, man. Yeah. So you knew how how I was and how serious I was with everything. Um, there was uh, you know an anchor, if you will, that was attached to me. In, in addition to the world, feel like it was on my shoulder, mm -hmm. obligation, yeah. or you hear that as you were saying, like, you felt like, you know, when you're younger, you, you kind of like don't belong because yeah. maybe you're not like around like the other kids around, you know, your, your, your neighborhood, or your family. And for me, I was always the one made fun of, for, you know, talking very proper or. I was called uh, Oreo, man. Yeah. The, the, you know, the, 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 the golden child or the golden yeah. one. And the expectation was always set higher to feel the need to be everything everyone else needed me to be for them. So even Jay know this like when you know the, at that point in my life when I was married and how everything happened with that and it was at that point all those years it wasn't until my divorce that I I realized and at the end Jay you know you how that was I realized that okay this was deep rooted for me not because of un the unfortunate end of that part of my life but there was a deeper work than I had needed to do for myself and mm -hmm. that's where I found the best version of me waiting and in doing so as you said, in those moments, as a child, it's even more crucial now, you know, with my daughter, she's seven, and if a son is four, and with my daughter, I, because of how things were, and she was around during the time where she had her mom and dad together versus not having them, and identifying these key moments that I pay attention to, I do my best to, because I, I want her to understand and know it's okay to feel how you feel, yeah. express your 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 feelings and conversations. So we'll sit down, we'll talk, uh, and allow her to have a safe place to do so. And 
to know that your feelings and what you and, and what your emotions are are just as validated as mine. Uh, you know, you're a part of this journey as well. So I think, as you mentioned, having that moment that affected you so for so long, you know, I think, especially in today's society, is something to be really, really mindful of um, for our listeners out there because it, you can easily miss it and not catch yeah. it because we get wrapped up in our own thing, mm -hmm. right? So uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it's very insightful and a lesson to be learned, you know, how to be mindful you know, yeah. and those around us. And you're really doing a beautiful job just with talking to her, creating the space, you know, having the conversations. That is the thing that really heals our broken pieces, being able to talk about it, right? Like yeah. trauma is more about the way that we move through what happens. So even though she will have to sit with the fact that her parents aren't together, like at least she'll be able to say, my parents coached me through it. They talked to me about it. Like I still felt loved and I still felt seen. And I knew that if I had questions, I could go through them. I could go to them to move through it. So I think that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. We'll see one. Thank you for sharing that again as well. I know it's, I know it was, it was quite the time, um, but I know you've, you've pulled through it, man, stronger than ever before. And, and I think, you know, especially in today's society, it's just so, I feel like there's just so much information out there. Um, and yet we, we do not take the time to sit down and really take it all in. Right. I mean, it's, it can go from, you know, anything on you see on TV, anything online, even books. I mean, I think especially in our sphere, self-help, personal development, um, there is an emphasis on reading as much as you possibly can in a year. Yeah. And personally, I do not subscribe to that. I think you take a book, you meditate over it, you read it slowly, you take action on what you're reading inside the book. And from there, you, you can grow from where you used to be versus reading 35, 40 different books. So I, I want to, I want to take the time to really go through your book now. And um, I don't want to give away any spoilers. I know, you know, there's still some people that are going to, they're going to be reading it after this, but if I were to pick up your book today, focus on yourself, what exactly would I take away from it? If there's one thing after I'm done reading, you're like, yeah, Tiara said, I need to take this away from reading this. What would it be? You are going to take so many things away from this book, but the main thing is learning about yourself. Mm. So the book is the framework for the book is the nine pillars of wellness. And the pillars are your emotional health, your financial health, social, environmental, physical Um. I'm missing some, but the not sexual, of course, is one of them. So it takes you through a, a journey of each one of those pillars. You doing an assessment. The book has exercises and tasks for you to complete. So I share my story. I share some of the knowledge behind each of the pillars. And then there is room for you to assess where you are, where is your financial health, what is your emotional and your mental health, where would you rate yourself, and then how does that tie into your identity, right? Some of us, and in, in even giving you the opportunity to scale or to rank where each of those things are, for some of us, your financial health is 
priority to you, but you're so focused on that that you are neglecting your physical health. Mm. And the reality is we have to be able to find balance in each of those pillars to be well and healthy. You know, is it always going to be balanced? No, but I think that we should be working to each one of those to make sure that we're not neglecting any part of ourselves. Mm. Absolutely. It's been agree more than yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, 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 I'm definitely gonna get this book. I know it's on pre-sale now, and um, for anyone who's who's wondering, I know it, it comes out. Uh, you said mid to late April. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So I, I want everybody in our audience to pick up this book. As she said, it's a journey, right? I mean, just like her practice, everything is about journey. It's about laying that foundation beginning. Even if your foundation had some cracks in it, you rebuild it, you build that house, that stable found that stable fortress on top of that foundation um, in order for you to just keep growing. Uh, so it's I, I think this this episode, this conversation that we had uh, was vital for our audience and you being the very first one of the year. Uh, it's the best mm -hmm. of the year thus far, of course. So thank you. Uh, yes. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And of course, before we go, um, there are people who are watching who they may struggle to take action. Um, you've laid out so many great gems this evening, and I, I want our audience to be able to take away one that they can implement this week because we love to look Sunday to Sunday. We want you guys to be working on yourself. So if there's one thing, one thing from this episode that you've mentioned either already or one that you have not talked about yet, what is what is one piece of advice you can give somebody who is going to take action on what they've heard today? One piece of advice, if they are going to take action, yes. get a therapist. Hmm. Definitely link up with the therapist. But if you're not in the position to do that, then I encourage everyone to journal, right? Not just to journal, but I like to call it transparent journaling. Sometimes when we journal, we're like writing as if you're in your head or writing as if you're keeping secrets from someone or it's kind of like, well, I don't want anybody to read this. And so you're not being real, right? Mm -hmm. I love transparent journaling because you just lay everything out. You be real with yourself, like the hard stuff, the ugly stuff, the dark stuff that you would not. Some people come to therapy for years and don't even say those things, right? Be honest with yourself. Tell yourself the truth. And you don't have to have a solution. You don't have to have a fix. Sometimes just looking at the truth is puts things to, to motion. Mm -hmm. Tell the truth. Oh, At least to yourself, you yeah. know, like we lie to ourselves. It's like you can't tell anybody else the truth, but start telling yourself the truth. Amen to that. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. That's that's huge, especially in our our digital society. Um, telling the truth is something that I know a lot of people struggle with, but that is that is a step towards healing. And we we thank you for sharing that and sharing your story uh today, Tier. And how how can our audience find you? on on digital social media as we're talking about it yes yeah, so i am on all social media platforms tiara abubakar t-i-a-r-r-a-a-b-u-b-a-k-r my the website for the book is focusonyourself.com and then my the website for my practice is trueselfholistictherapy.com 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And we want to thank you all for, for joining and watching this episode of the Acromas Podcast, episode 115 with Tierra. If you are listening, it means you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. If you're watching our wonderful, beautiful, smiling faces, it can only mean one thing. It means you're watching on YouTube. And if you did not do this at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to need you to do it right now. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. So you see the next time you are scrolling through your feed and you're looking for an episode that's full of gems, full of action items, full of ways that you can heal, this episode will be the number one episode that you need to take and listen to. And most of all, take action on that. And we'll see. I can't, I mean, I can't believe that this is the case. So you're going to need to say it again. Um, it's unbelievable. This is it's free to do each one, every single one of those that's, things. That's unbelievable. I mean, Tara, can you believe that? <laughs> I know <laughs> all of this out without without a charge. I mean, this is this is unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, but guess what? You're so damn worth it. So yeah. we're gonna remind you each and every single week of that. And if ever an episode to listen to, this is the one. So yeah. please like our content. Turn on your notification bell, subscribe to it, share it, each one teach one. There's a lot of gems that were dropped here. There's a lot of uh, ways you can learn more about yourself and even places where you have great outreach, uh, such as Tierra herself. So please definitely take advantage of this gem that's out here. At least one of the good contents that's available. 100%. You know, it's a, it's a great week ahead of us, and it's very important to focus on yourself. So with all that being said, we want to thank you for joining us again. And until Next week, it's your boy, Chage Givens. And we'll see. Peace. Peace.